Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, thank you for joining me. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. I really appreciate that you are investing in your own life and really wanting to be the best version of you. So I want to make sure that you remember that if you go to the website and in the bio, there is a link. You can click on the link and you can get all kinds of things. We have study guides that are available for you. You can do this with um, just on your own or with a group. And there is also a really amazing workbook that I've created, and I really like it. It's called How to Be Your Own Change Agent, and it provides deep insights into maybe what's holding you back. It empowers you to make some major shifts in your life. So certainly grab your copy from the link in my bio. And then we also have what um, I put together is some study guides. And so for each show, there is a study guide that is Um, created for it and it can help you to do a deeper dive you can also do it as as um, with a group of people and people are really enjoying that so I want to make sure that you take advantage of all the things that I have to offer you I, I just really want you to be the best version of you and enjoy the life that God has given you so today we are talking about spitting out the seeds and I'm sure you've heard this saying many times But I want you to ask yourself, are you able to enjoy the fruit of your life in spite of the seeds? And one of the things I did on um, Instagram, I did on a reel, I showed this white page, just white typing paper, and I put one little small black dot. And I do this with clients frequently during the week. I say, you know, what do you see when I hold up this white page? And they say, the black dot. And I say, isn't that interesting? There's all this white space. But what you focus on is that one little teeny black dot. So we have a tendency to do that in our lives, that there can be so many good things that are happening in our life and relationships and successes or whatever that is, but we have a tendency to focus on that one black dot. And it might be, you know, I don't don't understand why that person ignored me today. And so instead of thinking about the job that you have and thankful for the job, you start to think on that one black dot. Why did that person not do that? Why did that person act that way? So I want you to, to I, I kind of did a little study about this. 
And there's a there is a newspaper called the Dame, the Daily Ardmorardi, and it's they do spitting watermelon seeds as a tradition, and it cracked me up. And so I want I'm going to tell you a little bit about that, but I want you to think about this idea that you know this saying of spitting out the seeds. And there's a Bible verse that corresponds with it, and it's Romans ten seventeen, and this says consequently. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. So when we think about this idea, we say, you know, the basic definition of the saying, eat the watermelon and spit out the seeds, is that you take the good from any given situation and you leave behind the bad. So, for example, you have a rude coworker, and they're really good at finishing their projects, And so you end up, you know, really maybe picking up their rude tendencies and their way of of finishing instead of saying, hey, wait a minute, this isn't the way I want to act. I don't care how much success I get from it. And so there's this uh, particular city in south um, central Oklahoma. It's about 6,000 people. And it hosts every year the annual World Championship Watermelon Seed Spitting Contest. I kid you not. It's to see who can propel the fruit seeds the farthest. So this just makes me smile because I think, okay, so this is what they're doing with the seeds of a watermelon. They're making even the seeds be something positive. So what happens is they have several hundred people that are expected at these annual events And there's competitors that attempt to set records. And the record for the contest was set in 1989 when a Chicago man spit a watermelon seed 66 feet and 11 inches. I mean, if that's not making something fun out of what we don't like in watermelon, it just cracks me up. So, you know, they they go on to say that they've seen some great records throughout time, but they're hoping, they're really hoping to break some of those records this year. And and I thought, that is so fascinating. They've been doing this for 57 years in Oklahoma. And so the registration for the contest is free. And there are three age groups. They have 12, and then they have 13 to 18, and they have 19 and over. And the participants are given this slice of watermelon and spit as many seeds as possible. And whoever spits the seed the farthest wins. So over the years, it's become harder to find watermelons that have seeds because many, you know, of the farmers are growing seeds, fruit, fruit without seeds. So what's the key to good spitting? This is, it, it's interesting how humans are so creative. And so Adrienne Grimmett, she's 72, and she says, it's all in the curl of your tongue. (laughs) So when I'm reading this, I'm thinking to myself, what a great way to make something that is otherwise negative positive. So spitting out the seeds, why is this so important for you and I? You see, life is full, full of them. And some sprout good things. Others are just a nuisance, right? Others may be just weeds. So first and foremost, I want you to think about this. One of the best things about learning to spit out the seeds is it decreases perfectionism in your life. See, perfectionism gets in the way of so many things and keeps us from enjoying the complexities and the idiosyncrasies of life. And we end up 
operating out of this all-or-nothing mentality, which means we won't accept anything other than what we see as perfect. Now, I've told you in previous shows, I, I used to be very much a perfectionist, and it almost killed me because it came with an eating disorder. And so I was chastised by God about this idea of trying to be perfect, of thinking that someday if I worked hard enough, I could be perfect. And he said very clear to me, Cynthia, you don't even know what perfect is. You just know what it isn't. You've never truly seen perfect. And so he went on to say, but you do know how to live a life of excellence, which allows for the seeds. But I'm not trying to make my life perfect anymore. I'm striving for excellence, which means that there are going to be some seeds that come with it, that either I'm spitting out on people or they're spitting out onto me, right? So let's think about this. What we must do is resist this all-or-nothing thinking. We need to relish the experience of whatever fruit is come into our lives. And how many of us would not be able to honor the seeds of life simply because they don't taste good. Most of us would do that. And I want you to understand this missing the whole point that many times those seeds, when planted appropriately, oftentimes grow into wonderful, beautiful, amazing things. And so when I refer to this eating disorder that I struggled with in my, in my 20s, what that turned into was this amazing career that I have. That God caused a really bad, yucky thing that almost killed me to become the most fruit-producing thing I have ever done. Now, I still have seeds because I'm not perfect. So I'm, sometimes I'm late to my sessions. <laughs> sometimes I overbook and, and I find two people out in my waiting area. And so there's lots of seeds that I have a tendency to do just because I'm just human. But the fruit that people get from those sessions is life-giving. So what we must do is resist this all-or-nothing thinking. We have to relish the experience you know, how many of us would not be able to honor the seeds of life simply because they don't taste good, right? Now, I'm missing the whole point when I do that. See, we, because many times those seeds, when they're planted appropriately, oftentimes grow into wonderful, beautiful, and amazing things. So learning to deal with the seeds of life helps us to increase our tolerance, and this means that we're better able at ignoring the things that we can't change. See, do you recognize that many things don't really matter in the big picture of your life? It helps us to be able to still enjoy the fruit as we tolerate the seeds of our life. And remember, we were all a seed at one time, right? We originated in that manner. And so this is imperative that we recognize Instead of letting that one seed that happens in our day throw off the whole day, we have to say, what can I do with that seed? I can ignore it. That, that, sometimes I ignore a lot of the seeds in my life. I can replant it. I can learn from it. 
I can let it cause me to pause and think that if there might be some changes I need to make. So think about the seeds in your life and being able to tolerate the seeds of life with acceptance is very important. And remind yourself again that acceptance does not necessarily mean agreement. So I can accept the fact that watermelons have lots of seeds. It doesn't mean I like the seeds or want to eat the seeds. It means that I enjoy the watermelon so much I will tolerate and accept the seeds of that watermelon. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about spitting out the seeds of life. Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I want to really encourage you to take advantage of all the things that I've created for you to be able to do during your week, either individually or with a group. And all the shows come with a study guide. And so you can use that study guide to really dig a little deeper. And I've also created a, a little mini, like a workbook, that is called How to Be Your Own Change Agent. And people have really benefited from this. So I want to make sure that you go to my website, CynthiaHyatt.com, and in that, at, on the website, there is a bio, and in the bio, in that paragraph, you'll find a link. And all you do is you just click on that link, give us the address, your, your email address, and we'll send one right out to you. So we are talking today about watermelon and spitting out the seeds. And I gave you the example in the last segment about this city that has these watermelon, watermelon spitting seed contests. And I just thought it was hilarious. They've been doing it for, oh my goodness, I, I mean years and years. Like we're talking like 50 years. And so these people, there's like seven, several hundred people that come to this. And they did, the last one was the 57th annual event of competitors. And I told you in the last segment that this man from Chicago spit a seed 66 feet and 11 inches. <laughs> I mean, if this isn't a way to really take advantage of the seeds and really enjoy the watermelon. So thinking about this spitting out the seeds, why would this be so important? Well, life is full of them, right? And some sprout good things and others are just simply a nuisance. <clears throat> so one of the best things about learning to spit out the seeds is that it decreases your perfectionism. It also helps us to not do this all-or-nothing thinking, this black-or-white thinking. And that, you know, if it's not perfect, if it's not a perfectly white page, then I'm going to throw it away. And so we learn to deal with the seeds of life as a way to increase our tolerance. And that's, this means that we're better able at ignoring the things that can't be changed. And we accept them. And so being able to tolerate the seeds of life with acceptance means that we don't necessarily agree with the fact. And, and many, you know, growers that we know are, are growing watermelons that are seedless. 
I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I know it makes it easier to eat the watermelon, but I do know that some of those seedless watermelons have those little white seeds in it. So think about the seeds in your life, in your relationships. And are you spitting out important things that actually might bloom into something beautiful? How about this? Are you watering those ugly little seeds that produce so many wonderful things? Are you taking time to water those things? So think about this. Are you letting things grow wild in your life and not tending to the the way the seeds are sprouting? Are you letting yourself grow wild? You're just not tending to yourself? You're hoping that somehow it's all going to work out, but you're not putting the effort into finding the fruit of your life that you can give to the rest of the world, to your closest relationships, to your kiddos, at work, all these things that we want to say, wow, I might be a watermelon with a lot of seeds, but I do have fruit as well that can be sustenance for people. So think about it like this. Look at it this way. Do you even know what you're planting? See, that's a very, very important question to ask. This is important to recognize the habits and the behaviors, the thought processes that you engage in on a daily basis. They are growing into something. And are you aware of what you're planting in yourself? Are you aware of what you're planting in others? Are you planting in other people distrust? Or are you planting trust in that relationship? Are you planting courtesy and kindness and politeness and forgiveness? Or are you planting judgment and condemnation into these relationships? So this leads us to ask whether or not we are willing to attend to the seeds that we've actually planted. Or are we just assuming they'll take care of themselves and then end up with the whole thing being incredibly disappointing? So those seeds in our lives, whether we planted them or someone else did, they still belong to us. We still need to manage them. And we need to figure out what we're going to do with those seeds. Think about this this concept. The challenge may be that one of the most important things to learn in your own life is this idea of tending to your own field, tending to your own garden. Are you aware of what's growing? Are you aware of what's dying? So this is, you need to know the difference between what you're planting and what others may be sowing into your life. Think about that for a moment. Are you aware? Are you fully cognizant of what you are planting in your life? You, what you're sowing into the, the essence of your being? Are you aware of what other people have planted? And do you know what you're planting in their life? Am I planting distrust for someone? Am I planting anger for another person? This is important for us to recognize that nothing down here on earth is perfect. And like I said earlier, God was very kind when he chastised me and said, you don't even know what perfect is. You've never seen it. So 
I want to live my life with excellence. So what are you planting in your life and planting in others? And are you tending to what you've planted? Are you willing to take time to rip up those weeds? Are you willing to just, or are you just kind of working around those, those weeds in your life? And, and weeds in our life can be a hurt that we haven't addressed. Weeds in our life can be a, a bad habit that we continue to just nurse along and don't try to resist it. Seeds, you know, really yucky, you know, parts of, of what we're doing in our life may be the fact that we don't even know what we're planting. And so do we know the difference between something really healthy and, and helpful to us and something that is just more a weed and a nuisance? Do we know the difference between those? So what are you sowing into your life? And are you aware of what you've planted in others? And are you tending to what you have planted in other people's lives? So this is very important to recognize. If you are in a, in a relationship, a, a serious relationship, you want to say to yourself, what am I planting in this relationship? And what is going to sprout maybe a year or two years down the road? I'm sure you've been in relationships before when, when you thought something was resolved and here you are talking about it again. And you might say to the person, that happened so long ago. But if it wasn't tended to, it keeps growing. So let's think about this. Are you actually tending to the seeds in your life? Are you being fruit to others? Or are you stealing? Are you stealing seeds from people? So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about spitting out the seeds. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me. And we are talking about this concept of spitting out the seeds. And are you able to do this in a healthy manner in your life? Are you letting seeds, you know, be buried in your heart, in your mind that are growing up into weeds that you don't know what to do with now? Are, are you, are you, you know, sowing, you know, horrible different types of behaviors because you're not tending to what you originally planted? And when it comes to other people, what are you sowing into their life? So when we think about this, we, we want to ask ourselves, now, are, are other people stealing from our garden? So maybe you've worked really hard at the garden of your life and taking care of it, and you find that, that you have people in your life that, I don't know, maybe they're lazy, or maybe they're selfish. And so they let you do all the work, and they steal the benefits. So when you think about this idea of stealing, it's a really big deal for God. It's a really big deal. And stealing is a huge problem in our society. And, and it, it can be almost $70 billion a year when it comes to theft. And this is where we want to make sure that, hey, I want to make sure I'm not stealing or I am not just blithely letting someone pillage my life. 
And so we get kind of some mixed signals about how serious the problem of stealing is because we may want to, you know, either say, well, let's give this person a pass. Maybe they really needed it. But maybe we don't look further into their life and say, but maybe they're lazy. Or maybe we say, you know, we'll forgive that stealing because they weren't, nobody tended their garden and gave them the gifts that they needed in order to live a very healthy life. So think of this. Stealing is much more complex in our society than it was in, in the days of, of old. And we get stolen from in so many ways, but the greatest majority of the stealing is time. And we also have people pillaging through the Internet, right? So stealing is, is evil for many reasons. It's a serious sin in the Ten Commandments, and God prohibits it. Now, that's because it's so harmful to people, and it damages relationships. And so we have different types of stealing. We have active stealing. We have passive stealing. And active stealing is aggressively, willfully, maliciously taking what belongs to someone else through a variety of means. So we understand that, that there's, there's an element here when we think about stealing that we say, you know, what, what is going on with this person that they would think that this is something, this is maybe possibly a, a, a positive behavior to interact in. And they think that if they get away with it, then no harm, no foul. When actually what they're doing is planting really yucky seeds in their own heart and mind that grow into weeds in their own life and make their life that much more complicated. So we have embezzlement, right? This is a misappropriation of something that's been entrusted to us. We have robbery. This is just the act of taking what belongs to another. We have extortion. This means that I'm, I'm gaining possessions of another person's property by the illicit use of, of authority or a force. Maybe I'm using a weapon. Maybe, maybe it's kidnapping. That's stealing as well. Maybe somebody has kidnapped an idea from you. Maybe someone has kidnapped what you feel like is your very soul, your identity. And so a man's negligence, if it results in the loss to his neighbor, that what this means is if you see someone being stolen from emotionally, physically, relationally, um, occupationally, God holds you accountable for saying you can't look a blind eye. You can't just look away. If you don't know what to do, then you can take some time and say, how do I handle this? I can't just ignore that this happened. So when we think about this, it really has more to do with relationships. How much do we steal from one, one another? How willing are you to tend to your life, to the garden of your life? And how willing are you to be able to hold someone accountable if they're pillaging the garden of your life? And how much are you letting those seeds ruin a great watermelon? So I want you to be thinking about this 
as we look more at spitting out the seeds and what that means in your own life. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I am Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and so appreciate that you take time out of your day just to listen to some things that might improve your life, sustain your life, uh, help your relationships, and cause you to be the best version of you. The person that nobody else can really compete with and no one else can steal who you are. And so this is why we are talking about spitting out the seeds. And this has been a saying that has been around for, I mean, hundreds of years. And this is what I want you to think about. Are you able to enjoy the fruit of your life in spite of the seeds? Now, some people get really hung up on the seeds, and it ends up spoiling the entire event or your whole self-concept or how much you enjoy your job or your family or your friends, or loved ones. And so I want you to think about this idea of how do I go about really managing the seeds of the fruit of my life so that I don't let the seeds ruin the fruit of my life. And so I told you in this, the very beginning of this show about this funny thing that this, this town has done in... Um, it's in Paul's Valley. And what they have done is they have made this whole entire watermelon eating day and a spitting seed contest. And I mean, this cracks me up when I read it. It's in Oklahoma. And it's like the South Central City and about 6,000 people. And this is now an annual world championship watermelon seed spitting contest. So isn't that such a great example of what to do with seeds. Instead of just hating the seeds, they've made a whole game of it. So they just had their 57th annual event. <laughs> it's like, and so all these competitors are trying to, you know, break all these records. And this is what cracked me up. So if you're just tuning in, I said this in the beginning of the show, but this just cracks me up, that the record for the contest was set back in 1989. And this was the record that nobody has broken yet. A Chicago man spit a seed 66 feet and 11 inches. And the other thing about it is, it's this wonderful social event. And so this is why we want to think about, we all have seeds in our life. And we're going to continue to have them. And some of the seeds actually sprout beautiful things. Some of the seeds of our life are weeds. And if we don't pull them out... They get bigger, and they start to actually crowd out the wonderful parts of our life. So we talked about in the, in the very beginning of the show that one of the best things about learning to spit out the seeds is that it decreases perfectionism in your life. It causes you to be more flexible instead of rigid, instead of black or white. It causes you to be able to say, hey, it's good enough. It's good enough. 
and I can enjoy it. It's good enough. So we must resist this all-or-nothing thinking, and we need to relish the experience that we're in. I don't want you to miss out on all the good because of one bad seed. But I also don't want you to ignore it. I don't want you to let it then contaminate your life or the way you think or the way you perceive the world and people. So when we think about being able to tolerate the seeds, this means that we're practicing acceptance. It doesn't mean we necessarily agree with it. And if we look at this idea about watermelons, we talked earlier in the show that, you know, now farmers are actually creating watermelon without the seeds so that you only get the fruit. Now, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. (laughs) I think it's an amazing, you know, attempt at a solution. And so I want you to think about this idea of planting and what that really means in your life. What are you letting be buried into your heart, into your mind? And what is it growing into? And are you able to be flexible enough to enjoy the fruit of your life and the fruit of other people and recognize there's always going to be seeds. Always. But the flavor can be wonderful. So we need to ask ourselves: are we going to attend? Are we going to manage the seeds of life? And what if we actually planted them ourselves? Are we going to take responsibility for that? You know, did we plant a negative thought? Did we plant like a grudge in our life and now it's growing and it's even bigger than it's ever been and it's taking up a whole lot of space now and it's ruining the fruit of our life because we're holding this grudge, we're holding this judgment. And so one of the most important things to learn in your own life is to know the difference between what you are planting, what others are planting in your life, what God is wanting to plant in your life, and are you willing to get rid of the seeds? Are you willing to take the time to invest in your own heart, your own mind, your own life, and clean it up inside? What happens when you do that? You are so much more a blessing to other people. You're not as complicated as others can be. So you have to be aware of what you have planted in your life so that you also can know what you're planting in others. So when we're wanting intimacy in our relationships, one of the things that I'm going to plant in someone's heart, in their mind, in their life, if I'm wanting intimacy, is that I follow through with things. If I mess up, I apologize. If If I said something I shouldn't have, if I let go of a confidence, then I apologize and I ask how I can fix it. Is there something I can do to rectify this? And that helps to really like get rid of those seeds that you planted with bad behavior so that it doesn't grow into something that's unmanageable. So part of just being a good gardener of yourself is being responsible for what you have planted in that garden, what you have allowed to be planted in that garden so that you can know what you are responsible for. And see, what's so nice about being able to spit out the seeds 
is that I don't live in the all or nothing type of thinking. Because all or nothing is, is living on the polarities. So it doesn't mean that I'm enjoying any of the gray of life. So let's think more about this. This idea of this spitting out the seeds. And the basic definition of this is that you eat the watermelon and you spit out the seeds. So it's good to, you know, in any given situation, you want to leave behind the bad seeds. So one of the things that you can learn to do, especially in relationship, at work, just in, your, in the way you manage your life, is that, you know, if I mess up, I'm not going to go pick up those seeds and take them with me to remind me of what I've done. If I have fixed it as best as I can, if I've apologized, repented, whatever it is that you want to call it, then I don't need to feel bad about those seeds that I left or that I planted unnecessarily. I can recognize that I've done everything I can to undo what I planted and to plant something more beautiful in that situation, in that life, whether it be me or another person. So we want to think about this idea of what we leave behind and the effect that it has. And I want you to be cognizant about what you're leaving behind, the aroma that you leave. And I'm sure that you know, kind of, when I talk about this metaphorically, you know, you know how it feels like you're, you're talking with somebody, you're enjoying talking with them, you're laughing, you're having a great time, and you say goodbye to them, they leave, you know, and you're left with this feeling of, how come I don't feel happy right now? What, man, what, what, something still kind of bothers me about that person. It felt good in the moment, but what's left isn't good. And this is important when you recognize that, hey, I need to pull out the weeds in my life because people are planting them in me all the time. Some of them are doing it purposefully. Some are thinking that they're actually giving me flowers and they're giving me weeds. And some are completely unaware of the effect they're having on my life. So I need to be the good gardener that does due diligence and makes sure that I understand what's being planted in my own garden, what I'm planting in others, and that if I plant something in, in someone's life, I need to nurture it. I need to not say, hey, I planted it, so now you have to, you have to do all the nurturing. I'm going to say, I planted this in you, so I'm wanting to nurture it. And that can be something like, I planted in you trust. So I want to nurture that trust, which means I'm going to be trustworthy on an ongoing basis. And if I mess up, I will quickly apologize and ask how I can make amends. See, we all are having things planted in us as we go through our day. You know, you have a car, a driver of a car that's, that's rude, and that gets planted in you. And if you're not careful to hurry and take it out, it's going to grow and fester in you. And maybe you're going to get a little aggressive in the way you drive, and you're going to pass it on. So we want to make sure that when we are looking at an interaction with someone, we are thinking about a relationship, a job, maybe even something we purchased from a store, a car, whatever it may be, who knows what, you know, music, whatever it might be. 
we want to say, you know, none of that's going to be perfect. So I'm going to have to practice tolerance. And I'm going to remind myself that if that seed is left unattended, it will grow roots and it will bloom. And then it's a lot harder to take it out because what happens with plants that, that maybe then pollinate, right, or fertilize other places in your life. So we want to be very cognizant about what we are letting be planted and whether or not we are nurturing it and growing it. So if I get offended, I need to say to myself, how much time do I want to spend on that offense? Because the more time I spend on it, the deeper the roots are going to go and the more of an aroma it's going to have. So forgiveness is the way that we uproot things that are unhealthy in the garden of our life. And I'm hoping, I, I hope this makes sense to you because this is part of us being a responsible person. This is part of us being the best version of who we are. This means that everywhere I go in my day, every person that I come into contact with, I'm wanting to do everything I can to make sure that I'm not planting weeds in their life or that I'm not putting something toxic on the things that they've created then I want to make sure that, hey, if, if anything, I'm just going to do no harm. It doesn't mean I have to like it. doesn't mean I have to engage in it. It means that I'm just going to do no harm so that I don't make it harder on this person to contend with their own life. So I'm really glad that you are joining me today, and I'm hoping that this helps. And I want you to think about what the seeds in your life are and are there some seeds that you want to really nurture and plant and hope that it blooms and grows? You know, think of relationships. Do you want to strengthen those? Do you want them to grow and become bigger and stronger and more prolific? Well, I really commend you on listening to this show and continue to spit out the seeds and really enjoy the fruit of your life. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again next week. Make sure you take advantage of the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. <music>